In this episode of Sorta Awesome Plus, Nico takes his first steps. TikTok might tell you, don't be suspicious, but the podcast, Wind of Change, will tell you quite the opposite. Welcome to Sorta Awesome Plus. It is a collection of unscripted and barely edited conversations about things that may or may not matter but that are often quite entertaining and sometimes mildly offensive. This content is shared in bulk with the Sorta Awesome superstars and occasionally with the rest of the awesome community. In this way, it is much like Sorta Awesome's weird uncle. We're cautious about which friends we let meet him, but we can't prevent him from showing up at family events. I feel like, hello, first of all. Hello. And I feel like you're connecting with your Irish heritage today. Because of the greenness. Because of the green. You know, I've known you for a long time. I think this is maybe the first time I've ever seen you like really wear a bold green. It's possible. I went through a phase in my life of loving green. Hmm. This was, it coincided with the phase in my life, a phase, not the only time, but a phase in my life where I didn't have Either I didn't have the money or I didn't have the willingness to pay the money for the true green item that I wanted. And so I'd get the Ross Dress for Less version or Mm -hmm. something else. And so it wasn't that I disliked the color. It was that I disliked the item and then I never wore it. And then maybe on the heels of that, some point after is when I entered into a more, what's the word, a stronger participation in corporate America. (laughs) Okay. Where everything needs to be navy or charcoal. Oh, right. That corporate America. Yeah. And so I I had to look at that green thing in the rearview mirror and wave goodbye. Mm -hmm. And yeah, things just worked out this time where there was a green and I took a chance and now I got it on. Now... So many things make sense in life, including the fact that probably the clincher for me in terms of wife material was I have green eyes, actual green eyes. It's, I wouldn't say it was the clincher. You don't think? No, no. It was a, it was a definitive bonus. Okay. You know, it's funny. One time I, I can't remember. It was one of our, I think it was one of our awesome spinoff groups. But it could have been a different group. It was a books and reading group on Facebook, okay? And someone posted a question of like, why is it that in so many novels or pieces of literature, having green eyes is like the ultimate, um, this is an attractive person indicator when not that many people in real life have green eyes. Well, then all of us green-eyed people were like, oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah. Back off. It's all I've got. (laughs) literally all I have. (laughs) That's not true. Not only is it all I have. No. Listen. No. Listen. No. Not. No. Not a one of our five children, not a one, are going to come away with green eyes. It's hard to tell at this point. The twins, for the longest time, had at least a green flavor to their eyes. Yeah, they did. They're transitional right now. It's hard to tell. We're more distracted by the bad haircuts and <laughs> inappropriateness. Are, I mean, they're hazel. They're hazel. Like, my brother has fairly hazel eyes that lean towards green, and I feel yeah. like their eyes are like his. 
My mom has actual green eyes and I have actual green eyes. I have five children, but none of them have. I mean, Nico's going to be a freaking blonde haired he blue eyed. He looks like he's going to be part Aryan of the third right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he has great blue eyes, but they're, there's not, they're not going to change, I don't think, at it's this true. point. It's true. Um, Maybe we should try again. <laughs> oh my gosh, you know who brought that up today is Mac, one of the twins. Really? Well, was, so has Grandma recently. I know. And I, okay, so your mother said, oh, I think God's going to send you another little girl. And then Mac was like, you didn't have another baby. He's obsessed with the idea. I mean, human biology is just not becoming reality to him. So he's obsessed with the idea that he and John Kyle grew inside of my body. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I said, and it started with your little tiny hearts beating. Well, he wanted to talk about that a lot. And he said, you could have another baby with another heart beating. Yes. And I was like, okay, well, if I had another baby, would you want an, a little brother, a little sister? He, without missing a beat, little sister. Really? And this is what your mother has said. Well, you. at this point, if we had yet another child, and it was a girl. Yeah. The lack of parenting, the mag- <laughs> magnitude of spoiling, she would not be a functional member of society. It may happen. <laughs> it may happen. But I don't know about that. I well, mean, you could, anything could happen. Well, it's true. All right. I mean, <laughs> we know how this happens. <laughs> I know. It's true. I'm getting on up in years, though. So well, so am I. But, hey, so is Trump. Well, that's true. Right? Not that I want to mimic a lot from his life, but um, <laughs> let's... Let's just skip ahead from that and okay. say you mentioned the Nico Gus. The Nico man. What did he do today? Today, Nico Gus, at 11 months old in a handful of days, took his first steps. Yes. Which we all kind of knew was coming, but to see him actually do it was right. very exciting for Team Teams. And when we celebrated it, you would have thought he just... Won the gold medal in all of the Olympic events at once. It's true. He was just, yeah. It's true. It's true. He was thrilled. It's so big. I knew I had this. My intuition is not as sharp or on point as yours. But he has been so much like AJ, including looking like her as a baby. Yeah. But also just personality-wise, like precociousness, stubbornness. He's so much like AJ. I knew he was going to walk before he turned a year old. AJ yeah. was maybe a little bit younger. I feel like she was maybe around 10 months. I could be wrong. It was in the 10 to 11 month range. Yeah, that feels right. Went and f- it was easier for her because she didn't weigh two times the weight of a normal <laughs> child her age. It's true. This dude's going to have quads of steel. Quads of steel. He's going to have his own workout video series. Yeah. Quads of steel with Eco T. First, you want to eat a whole lot of food, and you're going to walk. <laughs> Don't forget your breast milk. That's right. It's important. It's an important part of the regime for me. Uh, um, I do want to offer at least one thing. Okay. I was going to say two things, and I had two things, and then I was going to comment on how quite often I have two things. Shy of three. It's good. Um, Go whatever it is. Yeah. But I really, and we were discussing this earlier, It's it's a... We're fully in alignment and in agreement with this. We think 
the motivation for the early walk <laughs> is because he's he's pretty heavy and it hurts his knees to crawl and it makes him mad. So he's like, screw this, I'll just walk. It's true. He has always had, I mean, he can, he, when he decides he's going to crawl somewhere, he can go fast. Yep. But he also doesn't super love crawling. And so right. he does like these weird workarounds where he'll like butt scoot a little bit or he'll do, I've heard this called the spider monkey crawl where it's yeah. hands and feet on the ground, but he doesn't want his knees on the ground. Yeah. He's just, it's like too much weight on those big old baby well, knees. Well, yeah. And, and knees and even the fat pads on top of his feet are all yes. abraded and it's roughed up because it's like, it's too much weight. So that makes a lot of sense yeah. that he's just like, no, I don't, I'm not doing this. <laughs> There's an alternative? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not going to crawl I see the other who man's walking. <laughs> Is that what you guys call it? Walking? <laughs> so this was a big day. We were very excited. We texted our friends and family. I did. I don't know if you did. I texted no one. Well, I texted friends and family. I don't have friends. I you have some family. do have. I do, but I've not seen them since all this started. I know, it's true. So I'm pretty sure they've moved on. <laughs> they found someone new. So it was a fun, big fun day with the Nico guests. Was there a second thing you were going to say? I can't remember it. There was, okay. but I can't remember it. If I remember later, I'll interrupt you. The other thing that has kept me distracted today is I'm, I'm still listening to Wind of Change, the podcast, which we talked about last time. You, my friend, are literally, you're a scholar on Wind of Change. Two times. Now. Two times I've been through it. And um, that was both times as a man-tasking, half-listening yeah, 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 event yeah. while I worked on stuff. That's but, true. Yes, I've been through it twice. Where are you at? I'm in the second to last episode. Okay, should we give spoiler alerts, all that, or...? I mean, I am i don't know that there's anything to spoil. I mean, there is a lot. Well, is there? I don't know. I haven't listened to the last episode. Anybody that's going to listen, though. I mean, so I was, I was telling you... And now I'm sharing this with the rest of you. Mm -hmm. I really feel like, and I, I, I think I'm a, a pretty scrutinous evaluator of, of things. You have to be legit for me to say, hey, that that's legit and real. Yeah. I'm not going to give out compliments that are not earned. right. That's you, you, you're uh, very not uh, overly abundant with the compliments, right? <laughs> I blame this on the coaching perspective. That's true. Where if you do the thing you were supposed to do, well, it's the thing you were supposed to do. And you just don't get yelled at. You right. don't get complimented or right. called out for doing the right you thing. Get, you just don't get yelled at. You get complimented for going above and beyond. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's probably some flaws there, but at the same time, it's probably a bit more robust of a practice than everybody gets a trophy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um well, Christ, where were we? because yesterday you told me about this podcast that yes, 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 yes. Okay, um, and it was it was at the end of my first listen through, and certainly throughout the second. I will go on the record absolutely and say one: they picked a very interesting story, and so that's always a bonus, right? You can screw up a lot of things, but if your story's good. It's worth a listen. And I feel like that's sort of awesome plus most of the time. Yes. Um, decent stories and poorly done, all that. But <laughs> in conjunction with a really good story, I feel like the way that this was this was produced and presented was well above average as well. This, to date, I would say this is the best podcast slash whatever that I've sat 
and listened through. I think it's masterfully done. If I had an opportunity to, without much work, find the email address or phone number of the main dude on there, I would send I would send a, a note and say, hey, well done. That was epically researched and performed. Yeah. Well done. I was blown away when Kyle told me this yesterday. That was after your, you had not only finished it, you'd gone back into it the second time mm-hmm. when we talked mm-hmm. yesterday, which we didn't record for reasons. But um, I was like, even like above S-Town in, yeah. I think you've listened to Serial Season 1. So um, S-Town, yes. Both of those, both of those good stories and well presented, mm-hmm. but just so many of the, the, it's literary dynamics that mm-hmm. he brings to this and whether it was him or producers or whatever, I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, they had, they had above average to great yeah. in all of the categories. And so it was like, that's, that's standout. I, I told you this, that Henry, and I can't remember his last name, who is the producer on this is the guy who has worked in pineapple street media to produce, um, Missing Richard Simmons, which I do think you would enjoy. I will probably grab that up next. It's surprisingly touching. I really do feel like, um, even if you're not a big Richard Simmons person. I am and I'm not. He also worked with the same guy who did Missing Richard Simmons on um, a series called Y2K, which was meh for me, but also um, Running from Cops, which is about the TV show Cops. Anyway, he has a certain sensibility about the way he shapes episodes, I feel like. And it really comes through again in, um, what's the name of this podcast? Wind <laughs> of me, Change. Lord. I was like wind chasing of change. the wind. That chasing the yeah, breaking wind something. In Wind of Change, that combined with the host, combined with just the, the concept it is incredibly well done and highly yes. listenable. Yes. Um, that So I'm in the second to last episode where they're really exploring, the host himself is really exploring the idea of like, is this all a conspiracy theory that I'm propagating? Right. By right. investigating it? And so just kind of talking and thinking about conspiracy theories in general, which I love a good conspiracy theory. I love a bad conspiracy theory. Yes. I love them. Yes. Because I think it speaks to, I think there's two types of people in the world. I think there are people who are happy to just believe that what you're presented with at face value, this is the truth. This is a real thing. Lazy idiots. (laughs) I, I would never say that. I would call them the more um, gullible, gently believing people among us. You would. I wouldn't. Um, And then there are the people who are suspicious that this can't be right. Or they want there to be a suspicion of like this can't be true. Well, I feel like there's more than two kinds. Yeah. Because there's there's the blatantly and purposefully ignorant. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, well, blatantly ignorant, purposefully ignorant. Yeah. Probably something in the middle of the road that I don't it's a spectrum, want to name right for now. Sure, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Then you have the person who's always lightly skeptical, yeah. but willing to overlook a thing so long as it's not too invasive. Right. And then there's one or two tiers down the person that's like, everything is, everything is against me. Yeah. It wasn't there, but I found it. Yes. Yeah. So I think I'm more in just like the, the, cautiously skeptical yeah 
I think you have had a vast influence on this in my life. I think I used to be purposefully oblivious. That was a nice word change, yes. But then I think I've shifted through time. I just, I love a conspiracy theory. And there's this whole thing of the U.S. and Russia and what it was like in the 80s. Well, and probably the decades before, but you and I remember what it was like in the 80s. And going into the 90s, um, hearing it from the, from, Russian perspective from a few of the people they interview, thinking back on our own perspectives, you know, this man's conceit, the host's conceit, and I'm sorry, I still cannot remember his name, which is unusual for me. I just cannot remember the host's name at all. Yeah. Apologies all around. Guess what? It's not abnormal. That I, <laughs> I know. Usually I can remember these things. Anyway. I even tried to listen to it as he, as he signs off on every episode. He says his last name so fast, I literally have not been able to audibly catch and be like, what? I know every character slash person in this series, and I cannot remember the host's name. Anyway, he's confronted with the fact that it's all fine and good for us as Americans to kind of toy around with this thing of like, did the CIA write this pop song that influenced the falling of the USSR? But when he's talking to a Russian about it, they're like, basically like, how dare you? Mm -hmm. This song was historic. It was monumental. If the CIA wrote it, I don't want to live on this planet anymore. Which puts them on the spectrum of the purposefully, either blissfully or purposefully ignorant. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. So gosh, there's just, it's, it's very well done. I, I keep thinking about it even when I'm not listening to it. And again, this was not, when I first heard the context of this, podcast I was like I mean I like a conspiracy theory I also I believe the CIA has the capacity to do anything so I wouldn't be that to a degree (laughs) no I feel like anything (laughs) (laughs) so I wouldn't be that surprised if the CIA was behind this song what I do think they've done a great job of for me for my personality type is They've made it more human in mm-hmm. all of these interviews. They have got taken it from the idea of this sort of conspiracy theory, like, oh, on the inside, on the inside of the CIA, people kind of know that this song was manufactured by the CIA. But they've made it like superhuman in terms of who was the manager of this band? What was the deal with this Moscow Peace Festival yes. tour? And, yeah. You know, like they've just really brought the story to life in ways yes. that were surprisingly. Um, fascinating, compelling, and engaging for me. So from my perspective, and I won't say my personality type because I'll not be placed in a box. (laughs) From my perspective, normally, I just, hey, just tell me the facts. Let's stop being silly. What I deeply appreciated was that just as he was about to reveal, many times, just as he was about to reveal a thing, he took a dog leg around and normally I'd be like, wait just a damn minute. Let's get back on track. But he did such a good job in the work around and back to of keeping it interesting and bringing yep. valid things yep. to light. Yes. And I was like, okay, yes. I, I'm not, I could have been okay without that portion, but you kept my interest through it. And that's an accomplishment. And I say, and go back to the producer, Henry, whom I know his earlier work, I think he's probably one of the best producers in audio 
today. And he does exactly that. Even stories that you do not think you're going to be interested in. I think his vision for it keeps it compelling, keeps it interesting, keeps you listening to that next episode. Okay. So we need to figure out what other podcasts he's produced. Okay. That's what I'm saying to you. Okay. Especially now that you, because you're back in back testing land, which is a. I am. I may tech- be done soon. I'm fatiguing with it. It's a super technical term for um, what you're doing with your work right now. It's you don't the have quantitative to to- analysis of time series momentum. <laughs> Come on. But you like to have a little something going in the background. I do. I need something going because it's truly a brain numbing endeavor. Yeah. And I'll be honest with. The rest of you, because I've told Megan this before, and I've only proven it many more times since. The original trading program, once it was built, which is years ago now, yes, I have gone through many times multiples mm-hmm. of the work and the testing of things, trying to improve it. And I can't. And it's a it's a great system. It really is. I have no complaints with it. But I'm also always compelled mm-hmm. to be looking to see, well, is there a way to do it better? And I'll see an inkling of encouragement. And then I go underground and work on it. And then I come out pissed off because I didn't, I didn't do anything better. But then I have to take a breath, do the, <sighs> okay, what you've got is already better than what's out there. So just be at peace, bro. Hashtag INTJ problems. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Is it a problem? No. I good. never would have found it to begin with if it, I hadn't been persistent in looking. It's not really a problem. It's a problem in that now because that was a reinforcer and I can only ever continue to keep looking yeah. to improve. But I should just be like, no, that's good enough. I can go I can go start a garage band. I can go do whatever else now. Go write something for the CIA. I can do dance stuff for the TikToks. TikTok. Go learn a shuffle and let's put it on the TikTok. That will never happen. I may learn one. I was going to say, but don't you just personally want to learn one? I'm intrigued because for some reason TikTok has decided I should watch all the shuffles. Yeah. I'm like, not only do I believe I can do that, I believe I have because so much (laughs) of the footwork looks exactly like things that I did both as an athlete and what I taught kids to do when I was a coach. That's right. It's so true. So we'll see. It's good footwork. Okay. Well, you guys, thanks for um, tuning in and sharing some time with us. Tuning in. Is there a radial dial there? They have to find the station. Yep. Damn. I missed it. No, too far. Hold on. All right. We'll see you next time. Goodbye. Baby Nico dislikes crawling because it hurts his knees. He inquired if we might consider purchasing him some knee protectors designed especially for babies, and yes, that is actually a thing. We told him that he is already a non-contributing financial burden on our family and that he should either lose some weight or start walking. He took his first steps today. Parenting win.